0: My coach used to say, you make the decision from the goal, Mm. which I love, Yeah, right? You make the decision from the goal. The person that is in the goal, what would they do? Would they hire someone, right? If they're getting frustrated with something, would they hire someone? Would they invest in themselves to learn how to do something? Would they buy a house? Would they invest? Like, what would that person do? And make the decision from that. Because if you only make the decision from where you are, that's where you want to stay. Andrea, can you
1: please say it for the people in the back? (laughs) If you only make the decision from where you are, that's where you going to stay. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. I know you know that building a business isn't all sunshine and roses, but we don't really talk about it, do we? I am all about faking it until you make it, but sometimes we just need to know we are not alone in this struggle, am I right? So welcome to an episode I am calling, shouldn't we be recording this? And get a front row seat to the combos I have with my business besties as we build, scale, and navigate our way to seven figures. Today I am talking with Andrea Henry. Andrea is a lawyer, multi six figure business owner of her own firm, speaker, mentor, and let me be honest, she is the yin to my yang. When I am spinning in my business and I need a grounded perspective, Andrea is the one I turn to. She's the one I text, she's the one I call. She is also a client of mine, and I am a client of hers. And we have the juiciest combos that no one ever gets privy to, except for today. In this episode, We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about the quote-unquote fun of turning 40, scaling our businesses, the challenge of building team, the lies we've been told about how easy it is to have a six-figure launch, the best way we think you guys should be making decisions, and how COVID has derailed our plan to stunt on all y'all in 2020. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the juice.
0: A lot of the times when you say, why aren't we recording this? I'm like,
1: it's good that we're not recording. We'll see. Like people are not supposed to know that part. Don't worry. I am not going to put nobody on blast that we shouldn't put on blast because at the end of the day, we still have a business to run. Let's not get crazy. Um, But I mean, let's start with like the obvious thing. So you are in quarantine right now because your sweet little Aiden captured COVID from some virus person in his school. That's right. And the, first so bad. the
0: first week back. Oh my God. Back. I spent all of the time that they were off just so happy for when
1: they went back to school. And I, I struggled with I honestly. <laughs> tell the truth, Mamas, tell the truth. You were like, yes, we were scared, but we were also doing a mini dance. Yeah, like, please go back I, I to school. Was, please go back to school.
0: I was really happy for them to go back. And um, you know, I'd gone back and forth a little bit about sending them where we live I live in Oakville and so we didn't really have high numbers at least when I sent them back or when I made the decision to send them back and I was like it'll be fine they need socialization it'll be fine
1: mm-hmm.
0: first week back <laughs> and, and then so not only did he come back all of the others came back because obviously they'd had contact with him and so they you couldn't go
1: all home. all three uh-huh and this is all while Andrea's running her business okay guys like let's not act like Andrea ain't got shit to do. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys, but you're coming to the end of the quarantine. Now you're coming to the end of it. Tomorrow (laughs) you've done 14 days with the kiddos with you running your business. And you had a very important day yesterday. I did. I turned 40 yesterday. It was the 40th and Andrea and I had planned a getaway um, for half 40th half, can we get the hell out of Dodge please? Cause we're yeah. tired of looking at the same four walls. Can we please get on a plane somewhere and get the hell out of here and go eat food and carbohydrates and not feel guilty about it. That was it. Uh, that was it. And Andrea, I remember when you texted me and you were like, I am so sad. I can't go away from my birthday. And I was like, girl, have you met me? This is birthday year. <laughs> this is You're birthday month year. slash birthday year. It is a monumental. I turned 40 in February myself. So I was like, who says Monique's not going to be celebrating for 365 days? <laughs> okay. Cause she made it that far. Didn't kill no one. And she <laughs> still has all her wits about her more or less. Right. That's so
0: I tried to, to, to take the positive spin. My um, farm business partner, who's just a few days um, older than I am. I, I sent me happy birthday wishes. And I said, boy, we're getting old, but the alternative is dying young. So this is the better option. <laughs>
1: That's it. That, that was that was what you guys talked about. yeah but the alternative is dying to <laughs> no. die. Uh-huh. Okay. It it Bye. You know, Yeah,
0: it 40 was an interesting one because I still I've heard from lots of people that the 40s are just like the years when you really come into your own. You don't I hear really the same care about anyone else. You're just, you know, you're yourself. And so I'm looking forward to that part. But there is a part of me that it's still like the 12 year old looking forward going, wow, that's like a lot of years. And I have like, I have a 12 year old, well, within a couple of days, he's my oldest is going to be 12. Oh my gosh.
1: He's, yes.
0: Right. So it's a little sobering as well. Right. But mm. I'd say more celebratory than sobering. But...
1: I think that's <laughs> but <it's> the only, <laughs> it's the only way we have like the, the sweet, we got to have the bitter with the sweet or the sweet ain't yeah. so sweet. Right. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say that it's bitter, you know.
0: No, but but no, I, you know what I'm, part about. I mean, part I mean, I'm not part of it.
1: That's bitter. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> no.
0: Some of it is too. Like I don't know. I think when I look back at, like when I look from from myself as a child to my parents, I kind of felt like you know people at this age knew what they were doing, had everything together. There's certain some aspects of my life, parents <laughs> have my shit together, but not all. We talk about it all the time, and and especially in business where we're both in a position where we're building, like last month I I welcomed my um, second full-time employee. That's sobering, right? I'm like, Mm. there are two people that I'm now entirely responsible for their income. That's how they pay their mortgage or their rent. That's how they buy groceries. That's really sobering. Like that responsibility I take seriously and trying to do the right thing and remembering what it was like to have some bosses that were not, great
1: experiences (laughs) and she does it diplomatic (laughs) (laughs) not great experiences (laughs) um (laughs) um,
0: and and learning like how do you create a culture for your own business right how do you start viewing yourself as like really the ceo right And, and and how do you delegate and how do you make sure people are motivated and how do you thread that line between being you know, you're normal, happy, go luck. And I'm very, as
1: you know, right? <laughs> so laid back I'm horizontal, but also <laughs> Andrea, if anyone has not picked up or do not know, does not, we are opposites and opposites. We want the same things in life, but I love that we're opposites. Um, and I tend, I have a tendency and I, I think this is like you too. I have a tendency to gravitate, like to have like a closer relationship with people who are not exactly like yeah, me. Absolutely. Right. And people would think I would want people who are like me, high energy, running 150 miles an hour. Blah, blah. But then if that was the case, Monique would blur- burn out quicker than she needs to. I need people who are more grounded, who could be like, OK, Monique, let's all like take a breath over her.
0: You know, <laughs> and <laughs> let's when go we. The lake.
1: Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Andrea is the one who if I say, oh, we should have a business dinner, but in a nice place. She was like a business dinner. Why don't we go away for the weekend? I was like, how did we get from the, we were going to brunch. She was like, no, no, no. we could go for a couple of days and we could sit by the lake. And she was like, I can't wait to retire in Barbados. And then like, she is like so ready. Like she is the one who's going to have me take like the, put the relaxing into Monique's life. And then I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. that I'm going to inject like all the excitement and yes. run for the hill. I mean, it may be exhausting for Andrea, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be it's fine. En- Don't worry. It's energizing.
0: And I also like being around people who are very, um, in a good way, blunt, right? Like they straight. will tell you
1: straight to the yep. face. They
0: will tell you what you do not have time to, to be hear. dancing
1: and bouncing around shit, man. That's it. I love all of my good friends are um
0: aquariuses aquarians whatever the
1: are we oh you <laughs> love yes. some aquarians yes we have quite <laughs> an interesting bunch of um i love that too like people especially like in business like there's no time oh and i know we need to like oh i don't know like there's different <laughs> ways you need to have conversations with people and i understand you have to also keep people's feelings in consideration but at the same time the dancing around a conversation to just say what's so waste yeah. a lot of time and energy and it frankly makes me so frustrated that like I cannot deal with those people who are like that. Like yeah. I can't hire people like that. I can't <laughs> be with people who are like that. Yeah. And it's funny because my you know Corey, he says this to me. He's like, you can't handle anybody who is like kind of flighty or aloof or like sometime-ish. He's like, you get so <laughs> frustrated, then you get impatient, then you get mean. I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) I wouldn't call it mean per se. I would call it impatient, which comes across as bitchy. (laughs) Sometimes. Yes. But yeah. What are you agreeing? What are you saying? Wait a second. Have you experienced
0: this? You have I think bitchy has a negative connotation. I feel like we've been socialized. I certainly have to be like, you always have to be nice and you always, and it's, it is important to take other people's feelings into consideration but I do think, and, I'm, and what I've learned from you is being clear is also nice, right? If someone is not right? doing what it is that you want them to do and you're paying them to do it, there is no sense in having three hour conversations about how horrible this is making you feel. You might
1: right? like, you just don't have the time. And so that, yes. that, but yeah. <laughs> really though, like I, okay. I want everyone to just take away that piece. Like clarity being clear and straight with people is also a form of being super nice because we can't all sit here in our feelings about the things and expect to get shit done at the same time. Right. Exactly. It's like, we really can't. And, you know, and Andrea and I have been in different situations with unnamed humans where, you know, Monique may have been shorter than she would have liked in Monique's mind. It was, we're trying to move with swiftness and quickness and to the <laughs> other human was like, ugh, Monique's just short and don't want me here. And I was like, that's so not, that's not the case though. Right. But it's interesting, right? Because my interpretation of the situation and that person's interpretation of the situation was completely different. And Andrea was the person on the outside able to recognize it and be like, yeah, Monique, no, you were kind of, you were kind of short. I was like, really? okay, you know what? I can take ownership of that. Let's go have a call, you know, get it handled. And that was like the most important thing. Now, how I could have, like other people could have been like, okay, I'm going to send an email to this person. And then no, that is now left again, up to interpretation. Exactly. Right. I feel like the most clarity comes from a conversation. That's why I was like, we need to get on a call as soon as possible. So everyone can feel heard Whatever yeah. needs to be said is said. Let's clear the air and move forward because there's no time That's for the opposite. But I love that. And, I, and I've used that
0: because um, I, I tend towards the non-confrontational, right? And so, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was like, you don't say. You don't say. I'm the least non-confrontational lawyer either. And I started out as a litigator, which for anyone who is which you know, makes like, it even really? more interesting it's so funny and i was a really effective litigator because judges loved me like judges oh loved me. But, but clients were like why are you you're being so calm i want you to like throw things like the other i person. want you to
1: like drop kick someone in their throat yep. nope.
0: No, no it's fine not me so but but i do love that directness i'm like if there's an issue let's get on a call let me be clear about what the issue is, not with any, you know, personal attacks, but this is what I want. Right. This is the gap between what I want and what you're giving me. How Thank can you. you address this?
1: Yes. And as you're building a business, it's like you, anybody out here who's building something, it's like, you will like one, always be nice, nice. You never know when you're going to meet people in different situations, five, 10 months, let alone five, 10 years from now, you never know when you're going to run into these people. Um, So nice always, but being direct with what's happening is also very important. I find like Mm. if I'm ever in a situation where I feel like as direct as I am, I may get into a situation with people where I'm just like, not getting what I want. And I would rather leave the situation than actually have to have like where I know this person thinks they're quote unquote, right. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to argue about it. I'm just going to be like, you know what, let's call this complete and we'll move on with the situation. But that stuff eats (laughs) at me. Like if I don't say what I really need to say in to some extent, like that stuff doesn't leave me. Like I sit, I, I sit and stew in that shit. I'm like, know, why didn't you I say what you it. had to say, Monique? <laughs> what is the problem? You know, that stuff stays with you. So I'm always like a big advocate for saying what you have to say um, when it comes to your business, because no one's going to take care of your business better than you're going to take care of your business. That's right. And at the end of the day, it just makes you feel lighter. And this is what I tell people,
0: um, even from the legal side of things, treating your business as something separate. So when you incorporate, it is actually, you know, in the eyes of the law, something separate. But even before you do it, if you really view your business as a vehicle, as something completely separate from you, you kind of take more care of it, right? Like view it as a child or view view it as something external, because if that's the case, you're going to make decisions that are in the best interest of the business, as opposed to the stuff that makes you feel more comfortable.
1: Hmm. I like it. And I, and I'm coming up to my incorporation anniversary. Mm-hmm. I just got a letter in the mail Yay. saying you need to do something. And I was like, I got from yeah. Andrea. I don't know what this letter is saying. <laughs> Damn it. Damn paperwork. Um, but I was very excited because I was like, Oh, I actually have never celebrated, you know, like I've seen like a couple of people online lately celebrating their three year, four year anniversary. Yeah. And I was like, well, I've had many different businesses before this. There's this business that's kind of like it's three years old, but incorporated is only one year old. And I'm like, do I celebrate it now? No, still one year celebration. Right. So I, I, I feel like I need to do like a celebration of turning 40 and the celebration of the incorporation And hitting my best, you know, revenue month to date. And I just feel like there's a lot of celebrations that need to go down. So I need to just put them in a calendar and be like, okay, November is incorporation celebration month. Then I'm just all about the celebration 24 seven, because honestly, we move so quickly and do so many things. When do we even have time to celebrate our wins? Yeah,
0: it's true. I struggle with that as well, because whenever you hit, we had this conversation at the end of August which was my highest revenue month to date so far. And I was like, you know, if I had hit this figure two years ago, I would have been like, just literally leaping around. And and I was happy, but I was also like, but it's not quite where I want to be yet. How do I get there? And I do think we need to stop sometimes and kind of appreciate how far we've come, even if we haven't gotten to as far as we want to go yet. Because the reality is, Whatever my target is, I will get there, and I'll have another target. So if you never celebrate mm. where you are and what you're doing, you're just kind of always going
1: for the next thing. So I totally agree with you. And how do you celebrate then? Like, what did you do, or have you celebrated really? your highest revenue month? I have. I didn't do anything public.
0: I literally, I looked at, at the end of the month, like what did you do? Up everything. I put on. um of music in my office and I dance I have like a little dance party for five minutes now and then I sat down and went back to work but yeah I have a dance
1: party (laughs) I am a big advocate of all dance parties for all things all day every day um I'm trying I'm gonna go back and be like okay I'm pretty clear Monique bought a bunch of clothes that she has nowhere to wear to but I feel like that's natural normal behavior versus actually celebratory behavior um we were going to be yeah. what we were supposed to be. We supposed oh, yes. We were supposed to celebrate when we went away. We were supposed to be
0: buying. Yeah. But COVID, man.
1: But you know what? COVID happened.
0: Yeah. COVID happened. But that way, the money went back into the business instead. And it will help to make it even better so that we can celebrate in a bigger way next year.
1: <laughs> you oh, <really> gosh, <laughs> that's such a sweet thing. to. That's such a rational, like, like business thing to say. Meanwhile, I'm like, Monique was going to buy some Lubus. <laughs> And she was going to buy her um, Yves Saint Laurent purse to wear that's again, right, to take nowhere, that's to go thing, nowhere.
0: That's why I didn't buy it. I was like, I'm not really going to get, it was the Valentina shoes that I was
1: going to get, right? And I was like, yeah. I'm really going to wear these now. I, I know, I thought about yeah, just buying instead. it. Well, that's it. Like, I was like, and it just made me think about the things that I buy for myself and the things that I buy kind of for myself, but also to stunt, right? Like I'm also, (laughs) and it's such a thing that people never want to admit. Okay. I'm sorry people. Yes. There are those unique individuals who buy things just for themselves to look at and never have to tell anyone about. And I'm like a big, like, I'm just like, yes, I want to be able to look at it and be excited about it, but it's only more exciting when someone else is also excited about the thing that you're excited about. Okay. Like I'll give you an example. I bought these, these most, the most amazing squishy, like pillow. I don't even know what these slippers are. Okay. But they are these like expensive slip. Okay. They're not expensive, but they're expensive more than you should pay for a slipper, but okay. it doesn't matter. The point is I was so excited about getting these. It took forever. I had to jump through hoops, go visit the boutique owner. She had to find it. You couldn't find oh it. Gosh. All this stuff happened. I finally get them. I bring them home. I've like Instagrammed them. So if you guys have some of you have seen it. I showed them to Corey and I'm like, oh my God, these slippers are amazing. You know what he said to me? He's like, did you just walk up the stairs in the slippers? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you sounded like you were wearing boots. He's like, what's going on with the slippers? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh. He's like, look at the bottom of these. He's like, are you, he's like, are you hiking in the woods with your slippers? Cause these are really <laughs> big, thick sole. I was like, Corey, I love you, but I am telling you there are two things I love right now. And the first one is the slipper. So I don't want, don't say nothing to me about these things. I'm so excited about them. He's like, okay, relax. Okay. But he just, I'm like, do not, do not rain on this parade, this slipper parade. He's like, how do you expect me to be excited about slippers? And this is my point. We need people who are also, God bless him. I love him. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying other people who are excited <laughs> about the things we're excited about. So Andrew and I are equally excited about a trip to Petty. To go and get our, you know, get our VAT back tax, yeah. designer bags. It was a whole, it was a whole plan. Okay. COVID happened. And we were like, well, we'll just go put our money back in our business and stop this foolishness, Right? Because we're like, who, who are we going to show the bags to? Me, you, you and exactly each what was other that? over Zoom. <laughs> each other over Zoom. we were like, look at your bag. Look at your bag. Right? Like, I can't even take it to business meetings. Like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Right? So... Anyways, we just went on a tangent about these bags. But I'm just saying to anyone out there who is thinking about the things they want unapologetically, and I know people are like, Monique, that stuff is so not important with what's happening in the world. And I'm like, of course they're not. And if we don't have those pleasures, literally, why would we get up in the morning? Yeah. Like, if we don't have anything to be excited yeah. about, life gets really monotonous and boring. That's
0: it. Just when you're in the same place all the time. And also- oh I'm a big believer and all the financial experts are out there are probably gonna be less like, what is she gonna say? I'm a big believer in putting yourself in the place that you need to be to act and to make the decisions that you need to. So last year I had so for all of my life, I have never had a new car. I've always bought secondhand vehicles, I've always bought really sensible and you know. And I was like, oh, I want a new car. And I went out shopping and I had, you know, the the things that I wanted. And the difference between the the things that I wanted with like all the, you know, all wheel drive and safety aspect, whatever, and the Mercedes was like a couple hundred dollars a month. And I literally went, just need to get one more client. So but honest That's and it. and my, my Mother was like, I don't understand why you did this. And I was like, well, Ugh, I'm trying nice. to get to a particular level in my business. And the car that I was in just was not making, didn't match with that view of myself. Like I need to be <laughs> something that makes me feel powerful in my business. And I've done that, you know, a few times in the past. It really does make a difference. I'm not saying that you
1: should go out and spend money that you don't have.
0: Yeah, I not telling
1: you to go put yourself in debt if you do not have a sound business and how yes. you get more leads and more clients, like no one is talking yeah. about that, but there's actual science ab- around this, right. Around operating as your future self, like how your future self would operate. What would they do? Yeah. Where would they go? What would they say? What were their? What would they buy? And when we feel those feels, we conduct ourselves accordingly. That's there's it. science behind this people. My, my
0: coach used to say, you make the decision from the goal, which I love, yeah. right? You make the decision from the goal. The person that is in the goal, what would they do? Would they hire someone, right? If they're getting frustrated with something, would they hire someone? Would they invest in themselves to learn how to do something? Would they buy a house? Would they invest? Like, what would that person do? And make the decision from that? Because if you only make the decision from where you
1: are, that's where you want to stay. Andrea, can you please say it for the people in the back? <laughs> if you only make the decision from where you are, that's where you gonna stay. Oh, yes. uh, I friggin' love that. That is literally, you know what? I gotta write that down somewhere because it is a reminder <laughs> because it's so easy to be like, sit in this cloud of where you're at and, not, and make your decisions from that place. When you're like, this is where you're at is just where you're at. That has nothing to do with the goal. No, it's completely irrelevant. Your current circumstances Mm. are
0: really completely irrelevant to your goal.
1: I freaking love. Okay, so then I'd love to know how much, how much of your decision-making, because we're very, we're very different in how we process things. How much of your decision-making is done from your intuition, from like your gut versus like data and like logic?
0: So I will usually start with data. So I I will look at, you know, where the numbers are, what things make sense from a numbers and data perspective. Um, but the final decision is intuition. Mm. And sometimes I won't even look at data at all. <laughs> if I feel really strongly about something, then I don't even want to see the data because I don't want the data to make me doubt myself. If I feel really strongly that this is the decision, um, then I'll then I'll go with that. And listening to my intuition has never taken me wrong. And it's only mm-hmm. when I don't listen to it. So um, earlier this year, you know, this experience earlier this year, my assistant left to go to another firm and I was hiring someone else. And the first person that I interviewed, I loved, like we got, like, I just, it's kind of people say a spirit texture, right? It was, I yeah. really got along. I thought she was great for the job. But on paper, she had less experience than the next best candidate. And so even though my intuition was like, I'm this person I was like, okay, well, really, I should go with the person who has a lot more experience. It's going to be easier. I won't have to train them as much. So I went with that person who had more experience on paper. And it was an unmitigated disaster. Mm. We could spend the next hour talking about how many different ways money can I have. <laughs> how many different ways this was a disaster and so I ate humble pie and I called back the
1: first lady and I was like hey
0: (laughs) Hey,
1: (laughs) what's up girl remember me oh you didn't get hired do not worry about that that was an oversight (laughs) when can you start I I was honest I was like I really liked you I thought you
0: were the person but on paper you weren't and I was trying to like Be the serious business owner and go with the data and go with what appeared to be logical. And it didn't work. And really, I should have just hired you from the beginning. So I'm just checking to see whether you're still available. And she was like, yeah, I thought we had hit it off too. And I was kind of confused. But yeah, I'm still
1: available. And it has been brilliant. I think she's from my best hire ever. Right? Oh, my God. Can I get one? (laughs) Can I get one of those? because you've had your assistant for a long time, I feel like it's still something when he gets trying to find the right one. And I'm afraid to say anything. (laughs) I I was like, whose fault is it? Who faulted? Like, because I've done both. I've gone with paper. I've gone with gut. But most of the time I go with gut. And I don't know. I don't know if it's some, you know what I think it is? I think usually when I bring somebody on, and I've heard this recently in a podcast from somebody else was saying like, when you're going to bring people on, don't do it in your most busiest, craziest of moments and then expect that person to be like a superstar out the gate. Like you're not even a superstar at the gate. Yeah, you're asking this person to be a superstar at the gate. And I think that is what has really, um, that was a learning experience. Yeah, because I have a tendency (laughs) to bring people on. And that's so funny because it's like, it's this weird thing because you think you need to hire people when you're busy, but when you're too busy to you train like them. Re- you can't train them. Yeah. So you have to bring them on when you're not as busy. That's exact. And that's the hard part
0: because when you're not as busy, you don't feel like you need the person. This so is really the
1: most- <laughs> don't 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 do This is my dilemma like right now. <laughs> I was so busy and then I felt like I was like getting burnt out and I was like, "Okay, I need to like saw, bring everything in, cancel a few things, you know, just take a moment, refigure, and now I'm like, oh yeah, but I could just do all of this myself, but now maybe because you've cut off the stuff, but that's not going to be the case next month. No, so,
0: because you can't sustain a business doing nothing. You, you have to hire when you're not busy.
1: Oh my and God. And that's hard, but
0: you have to hire, ha- there's a, a lawyer that I, a younger lawyer that I coach who's literally stopped taking clients for the next month. Because she kept, there was a cycle of people. And I was like, listen, you are wasting time and money. Because you're bringing people on only when you're busy. And then you get frustrated with them.
1: (laughs) Because they're not reading your mind. I don't like when you tell stories when you're trying to talk to me. This is Andrea's diplomatic way. Nah, nah. I don't know who this young young mentor, when you're mentoring. She's literally telling me, Monique, this is what you're doing using this story to soften the blow because she knows me and it works. And then she going to act like it was somebody <laughs> else. She's talking about, she is talking about me. No, I, I am they can't read your them. mind. <laughs> I'm an open book. Why is it? You can't read my mind. What is going on right now? Anyways, I just feel like
0: Andrea continue. Yeah. So this is, this is actually someone, although there have benefits for anyone who is listening.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Including my dad. Yeah, she's
0: she's literally she's literally closed um to new clients for a little while because I'm like, this is ridiculous. You have to have the time to train them. Otherwise, you they can't read your mind. You can't tell them how they can help you. Because that's what she was getting frustrated. Why aren't they doing this? Because you haven't told them that they need to do it, or you haven't told them how they can help you. Because usually, and I've done this as well, you hire when you are completely at your wit's end. And then you don't, first of all, you don't spend the time really going through people because you don't have the time because you just need someone to start. So anyone that's halfway decent gets hired. You can't train them. And then you're like, oh, this is horrible. And it's hard. Like, honestly, this is the hardest part of of business for me is team. It's not getting clients. It's the the team. And and a lot of clients that I've spoken to who are scaling, that's where the pain point is. But I think we have to, again, it's the making the decision from the place of the goal. So if you are trying to build a business that does X and that services X number of clients and you know makes this amount in revenue, does that business have a team, right? Does that business have, and if the answer is yes, then you have to start hiring regardless of where you are now.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so true because we look at people who have, been and I'm the same, right? Like I'm like, okay, I see this. I'll see somebody. and I'll be like, oh my God, I love her business. I love what she's doing. But I've learned over the last, like, probably just even in the last year to look at not what they're doing, but how they do it, who Mm -hmm. contacts, like I'm a big advocate. Like I will go and join your programs, get on your email list to see who's emailing me. How often are they contacting me and what they you know, like, they Right. If they're on a, like, if I'm on one of their lives and someone else, I can see that they're emailing me at the same time. I'm like, or, or something, I'm like, they have team, mm-hmm. right. They talk about their team. They'll thank their team. And then you wonder why, like when people are like, there's so many business owners out there talking about how you can get to six figures, like in milliseconds I don't know how they did that. And I would love it if everyone would stop telling people that because they're yeah. selling this fake ass dream. Yeah. You're not going to get to seven figures overnight. People mm-hmm. who do hundred thousand dollar launches are the, are the exception, not the norm. Like or they've spent 70,000. You see, this is the other thing. People talk about
0: revenue. No one, want to talk. No one wants to talk about expenses. You mm-hmm. have spent $80,000 in Facebook ads to do a hundred thousand dollar launch. You were just,
1: you're nobody talks my, you're about that yeah nobody talks about that that is such a huge key how much are they spending in marketing to go and get that launch how much do they spend on the the copywriters the funnel builders you know like their customer service people their their yeah. sales reps on the phone like nobody wants launches to talk are, about these things no launches are expensive people want to say the end oh i made a hundred thousand yeah but how much, How much did it cost you? What is the, well, the I want margin? to know what's the margin? What what's the profit? Net. That's all I guess is a net. So, net. <laughs> that's all, really. Because oh my gosh, that is so guys. Everybody listening, launches are work and they take team and they take time to perfect. Give yourself time and space. And I can say this because I was the one who, when I started my business, I, you know, joined a bunch of programs who basically told me. I can make a hundred thousand dollars in a couple of months. Yeah. And I was like, then why haven't I made it yet? Very uncle six months. Why haven't I made it yet? The make no like a piece of sense. Right. Yeah. So really everyone kind of needs, I, myself included, like you have to like, give yourself so much grace and patience mm-hmm. to figure you're figuring out your business. You're figuring how you want to show up. You're figuring out your marketing. You're figuring out your systems. Then you're figuring out team and it, and then this is the thing that like totally gets me and not anymore, <laughs> but did, it was like, you launch the product, you do all this work, you get people in, then you also have to service the clients. This is the thing. Nobody's this talking about, you, got, you brought them in, now you got to service them. And how are you, how can you service them and market your next big month? And nobody wants to talk that. about that.
0: No, it's a lot I'm to juggle. Saying. It's a lot. There are times when I literally kind of lock myself in my bathroom and just chant to myself. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do hard (laughs) things to try to (laughs) me
1: made of Andrea. Can someone please DM me a meme of Andrea? So I can do hard things. 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 I'm going to make, I got to get that made, Put make a note, make a note. That's going to be made.
0: But honestly, right? Because it is, it's hard. It's harder than I thought it was because as you say, people kind of present this, oh, it'll be fine. You just do this. You got your right client. You Get some good marketing. It'll be fine. The, the difficult thing, and a lot of people focus on, um, and, and marketing and sales are crucial because otherwise you will have no client. But I don't think there's enough focus on what happens when the people come in, right? Or what happens for the next launch? What happens mm-hmm. with the team? How do you, so, we, we talk about hiring. How do you keep people engaged? Right? Yeah. Like, how do you keep people on the team? How do you pick the right person? How do you make sure that they're working in their genius as well so they don't leave you after, you know, three, four months? They're, so, they're there's a whole gray,
1: like a part three, four, and five to this conversation, yes, basically, yes. what you just said.
0: <laughs> well, we'll be talking for like for that. I do We'll oh. be old and gray and still. We'll be,
1: yes. <laughs> we'll be old and gray and finished because I'm not going to be doing this when I'm old and gray. Okay. I'll be doing what I'll be financial free talking That's right. in, in terms where people are like, when he keeps so old, that term is not fresh anymore. <laughs> um, yes, all of those pieces. Okay, so here's what I will say as as we talk about all the things that are so hard about this game, um, the reasons we do it. So at the end of the day, it's really like, Andrea, would you give up all the hard to go and be doing something else or working for somebody else? Oh God, no, Never. no, not I, a million I years. could not
0: imagine working for someone else. And I, can either. I, I just, the flexibility, some of it, so I started it for the flexibility, but honestly, it's the, it's the no ceiling that I love about mm. entrepreneurship is the thing that like, literally I can get up and be like, I want to make X this month and I know what to do to do it. That's it. Or if it's not next month and it's next year or whatever, but it's the, it's the, lack of a ceiling and the ability to do it and be authentic. So I don't have to show up as anything other than what I am. Mm. And, and that it, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, and also I feel like I've made my, my grandmother, um, God rest her soul was an amazing woman and didn't get to go into higher education because her parents didn't have the money to send her. Um, At the time when they had to pay for for, um, high school in Barbados. But she was always interested in business. And I remember her talking about the children of the rich people that she worked for. Saying, oh, they never have to tell anybody sorry to be late. I remember growing up Mm and hearing that. I mean, like, I'd love to not have to tell somebody sorry to be late. (laughs) Like, as a boss, right? Yeah. And so... That freedom, like no, yes, it's it's hard sometimes, and yes, the buck stops with you, and yes, there's an awesome responsibility to it. But the fact that you are creating your life, you're creating your future, you're creating what it is that you want to leave for the world to me is 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 more than worth all of the the hard stuff.
1: That's the juice right there, guys. Like literally there that there's nothing left that needs to be said outside of that you're out here creating what you want to be creating on your terms according to you how you say so. There is nothing better than that. Yes, you need to be a little bit cuckoo in order to be an entrepreneur <laughs> and put yourself constantly in this position so no matter how much we bitch and moan, which is kind of like the outlet we need to, you know, step into our juice and our grace tomorrow. Yeah. Um we wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because yeah. listen, G- juicy CEO status starts right here with this support, with this, each other. So Andrea, yeah. I want to thank you so much for being my sounding board, for being my friend, for being my business bestie. Um, mm. Like, honestly, like guys, I can like be having a meltdown and be like, Andrea, I need to talk to you. I don't know what's going to go. Going to go. And she would be like, <laughs> okay. And then within like a three minute conversation usually me talking myself out of the thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, you already had the answer. Okay, good. Okay. Bye. Everybody needs one. Everybody needs one. So if you do not have a sounding board, you do not have somebody you can reach out to, you are already at a disadvantage. So please, please, please join Facebook groups, go to virtual now, online networking events, find your people, find your person. Um, Because it makes such a huge difference. Like, as you said, a lot
0: of times, you know the answer. You just need to talk it out. But you need to talk it out with someone who is in the same position. If you talk it out with someone who doesn't have a
1: business or whose
0: business is at a very different level from where yours is at, they're just not going to get it.
1: That's it. Really? that is, And that's such a critical point because it can't just be anybody. So I love that you said that because we're both in this growth stage. So we can have conversations about growth, about hiring team, about the right types of marketing, about how much money to invest, about, you know, where we're going to buy our designer yeah. bags. Like we're on this <laughs> same wavelength where there are other people in business that if they're not there yet, how could they possibly, one, empathize with what you're going through and two, give you any kind of sound advice that would actually help? Mm-hmm. They can't. Nope. Uh-uh. Bye. All right. That's it. (laughs) See, I was like, these are the things we should be recording because there are so many nuggets in here that now we're going to, my team and I are going to go back and pull out to be like, oh my gosh, this is so juicy. There's memes, there's takeaways, there's quotables. Like, listen, we have to get this one. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. Guys, stay tuned for that one. And go follow, look up, and hire Andrea Henry, Henry Business Law on Insta. And um, if you have been following me, you've seen Andrea many a time on my Insta because we've worked together. I've been her client. She's been my client. I'm going to be her client. She's going to be my client. We we, go together. We go together. We just go together. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Andrea. I appreciate your being here. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave us a five-star rating and left us a review over on iTunes so we can bring the juice to more people. And remember to follow me over on Instagram at Monique Brian underscore co that's Brian with a Y where I bring the juice 24/7. Until next time my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status. See you next time. And that's a wrap. Right.